Welcome in. It's that time of the week, Motown Rundown. It is, what day is it, Trent? It's Friday. Is it really? It is Friday, June 4th. It's Friday, it's Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. You guys like that song? I did. I I, even... Collins, I thought you were having a stroke, to be completely yeah, honest. I, I don't even know what song that was. Was I going Transformer? Nothing, nothing about what you just did was coherent. <laughs> Wait, Trent, did you know what I was doing, that song? No, I, I don't know what song that was. What? Okay, you guys just don't. Okay. Okay, whatever. maybe sing I, it again. Sing it again. Out. I don't know. Sing it again. Sing it again. I I, I don't think I'm even seeing the lyrics right, but it's like oh, it's clearly Friday, not. Then it's Saturday, Sunday. Who? You know what I'm saying? That you've never nope. heard that? Nope. Nah. All right. Well, we'll move on from that, Collins. I don't. I, I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't sit because I don't even know what you're saying. Okay. I, I don't know what you're saying. Gotcha. Whatever. It's Friday. Happy Friday, guys. Um, Trent, I know you have some things to get off your chest here. Actually, hold on. How does my audio sound? Good. Sounds, Sounds great. Fine. We we should we should yeah. stroke the fact that Rav's got a new mic. We got to talk about it. Thank you. For a sec. Yeah, I would like I would like to stroke the fact that I got a new mic. That just goes to show we don't get paid to do this show, and I spent my hard earned money. Of all things in the world, I could have bought. What I could have bought a dozen golf balls. I could have taken someone out to dinner. Could have bought a couple you tickets for Tigers game. To dinner. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. First, you need to find someone to take. Yeah, I was but, um, but I spent the money on a microphone. So I hope this takes the show to a new level. Now, I feel the one thing I do like is that I, I finally figured out after ten minutes of sitting in the waiting room on Zoom of not figuring out how to be able to hear people. I can now hear myself talk through my headphones like we're in the studio. So it's good to be back. Who's back of the week? Microphones. There you go. Studio Rabs. So, yeah, that's my commitment to so the what's show. What's it called? Thank TV. We, we were in a record last night, right? And then TV said, I got to watch LeBron locked in. Yeah, shocking. And it did not go well. well. That's not exactly what I said. What I said was I'm going to be hammered. No, you said you're going to get hammered I, and watch the Lakers. Yes, yeah, so that, but that could go one of two ways. That could mean that could mean I'm getting hammered because LeBron is advancing, or it could mean I'm getting hammered because he got eliminated, and it's the latter. Unfortunately for me and the rest of the American sports world, unless you're an idiot and hate greatness. So, well, I, what's it called? Did you watch Undisputed today? No, I also. <laughs> I also deleted all social media for a couple days because I just don't want to deal with oh the negativity and the backlash. Trent, what, what Trent, you, mean, you, oh need a, you need a you need a burner. Do you have a burner? No. You need a burner. I I, you if, would I got be a, electric. Like, okay, if, if I got a burner, oh, that LeBron, would be like you would just literally post on every like Matt's Kellerman thing, just to be like, You're a bum, you're a bum Ron's a go or something like that. Dude, I did catch a little bit of first take, like on my way down here. My dad was watching it and just just brutal takes from Max today, but but whatever. I, I, he, that's not worth our time. I want is LeBron a, done, Trent. That's what everyone's asking. Is he done? No, retire. Like he's retiring. He's done. <laughs> so Collins is trying to light my fuse, and it's kind of working. So Trent, I, I Trent, need say what you have to say. About I, the I need a couple minutes here, and and guys, I don't ask for much on this show, but I, I got to get through this uninterrupted, and then I want your thoughts because if I if I go off the rail, okay. it's just gonna take way longer. And we don't exactly have a lot of Detroit stuff today, so I, I just want to get through this, okay? This is my yep. LeBron James. This is Trent's ballot by LeBron is washed. This is my – this is my <laughs> – yeah, right. Uh, Collins, Collins wishes. That's what I was about to talk about. 
This is my expose on the Los Angeles Lakers six-game series loss in the first round of the Phoenix Suns. So if you have followed anything I've ever done for the Impact, whether it is this podcast, which happens to be my favorite, Impact is own, Green and White Report with my good buddies, Collins, Rabs, Julian, or even like my writing, you know I'm a LeBron People call them bronze sexuals. Like, I'm a LeBron, like, just... just <laughs> Who I'm a, calls them that? Holy yes, everyone calls them bronze. You never heard that? <laughs> no. All over Twitter. Okay. LeBron stands. I haven't heard LeBron sexuals. Bronze sexual. Okay. You're a bronze sexual. Continue. I, I, Sorry. Okay. Sorry, I said I was not being interrupted. I'm not being interrupted. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. This is just the intro. He's the, he's the greatest ever... In my mind, it's it's a debate, but it's like it's pretty easy to settle for me. But that we're not going to do that. It, I'm not going to do the MJ versus LeBron thing today. It's not worth the time. I, I will endure those conversations over the next six months when I got to listen to people talk about how he's washed, as Collins just alluded to. I won't mention the fact that it took LeBron two decades to lose in the first round, and it took Michael two years. But that's neither here nor there. Whatever. I won't I won't do all that. Now let me shift to this, and this is my big soapbox little point that I want to make. I hope all of the LeBron haters out there, and I know there's not any on this podcast. I know you, Collins is like lukewarm on LeBron, doesn't love him. Rabs loves LeBron. So I, I just want to say this to the LeBron haters. I hope, I hope you kick him while he's down right now because this might be your last <laughs> shot to do it. This, this might be your last shot to do it while he's on top. Like to Collins' point, we could be watching the demise of LeBron slowly before our eyes. However, like I, I – I think he's still the best player in the world when he's healthy, and I don't think he was healthy in this series, but I'm not making excuses because he still should have been in attack mode more. But he lost. So if you're going to hate, you got to hate now. You have a full summer and early fall to hate on the greatest ever. He's still a top three player in the world, no matter how good people play in the playoffs here, like Kevin Durant, Kawhi, all these guys that people want to put ahead of him. Like He's still top three. No one's kicking him out of the top three. So I will shift to this. As I mentioned before, LeBron wasn't 100%, not necessarily giving him, giving him an excuse, but 29 points, nine boards, and seven assists in an elimination game is pretty good. I'll take that. So I'm looking at the guys around him. What isn't cool is the sub-30% from three-point range that the Lakers shot in this series or the fact that nobody except Wesley Matthews every 40th minute could hit a three-pointer. So that's real nice. The story of LeBron's career is that he makes the right play instead of taking the dumbass ISO fadeaway game winner. And I know it's not sexy, but it's right. And that is why LeBron has more playoff game winners than Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant combined. People don't want to talk about it. I will. That isn't the point, though. He makes the right play, and his best success has come when he's surrounded by guys like Ray Allen and Shane Battier and J.R. Smith and Kyrie Irving. The fact that Rob Palenka, who is literally only a general manager because he was Kobe Bryant's agent, got aroused, as Rabs likes to say, and gave Kyle Kuzma a new deal last summer, speaks to the incompetence of the Los Angeles Lakers front office right now. Kuzma blows. He is terrible. He is awful. Why are you blaming this on Kuzma? No, no, no. I'm, I'm just I'm Let just him go. Into, Let him go. Just, you said just, you wouldn't interrupt him. Sorry, Let him sorry, go. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm just go, going go. into the supporting I, 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 Kendrick Perkins had a fantastic take this morning. And, and I won't oh, spend too God. much time on it, but he said, he said, don't come at me with LeBron mess because I had to change the channel. So my kids weren't picking up bad basketball habits from Kyle Kuzma. I thought that was hilarious. I laughed out loud. So my point is this, you got to get LeBron some shooters. I, I need, and, and I need the LeBron haters to keep the same energy. I'm almost done. 
I need the LeBron haters to keep the same energy because you cannot have it both ways. The same people who are saying that LeBron and the Lakers won an illegitimate ring in the bubble and, 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 and are not making a single mention of the fact that because they went so deep in the bubble, they also got a much shorter offseason than everyone else did. And for an aging star and a guy who can't stay healthy like Anthony Davis, that's a pretty big disadvantage, but no one wants to talk about it because they won. And I get it. Neither here nor there. Last thing. Kick the king while he's down. Changes are coming. I don't know what they are. Schroeder won't be back. Drummond won't be back. Maybe LeBron will switch teams. I wouldn't. I personally wouldn't mind if LeBron switched teams. Collins knows about the poster I have in my room with the Lakers logo taped over. I'm not a Lakers fan. It is actually one of the most shocking things I've ever seen. I I hate the Lakers, but my LeBron love trumps everything, unless you were to go to, like, the Bulls or something. But pull these receipts. I'm rooting for the Phoenix Suns. They got no shot to win at all, but I'm rooting for him. Devin Booker, hometown kid. He balled out last night, by the way, 47, I think. Nasty. I, I'm, I'm riding with the Suns or the Bucks, anyone but the Nets, and, and, and this is what I will close with. Anthony Davis, can you take one offseason seriously? Maybe you won't be hurt, and you can maybe play more than 70 games for the third time in your career. Kyle Kuzma, Alex Caruso. Stop being a meme and just learn how to shoot threes. Like, it's just the joke's out. It's over. Dennis Schroeder, hope you get a decent contract this summer because you certainly didn't earn one in L.A. Frank Vogel, you are one of 30 NBA coaches in the world. And for you to start a lineup in game five of the playoffs that has never started together, let alone played a single minute together on the court, is blasphemous to me. Or, Frank Vogel, maybe you should give the reigning sixth man of the year, Montrez Harrell, who you went out and plunged for and gave a new deal, some decent playing time over Markeith Morris in an elimination game. That might help. Andre Drummond, the ex-Piston. I love him. He didn't get a single minute last night. Frank Vogel said he sucks. Collins, Markeith Morris, I watched the five, whole series. It. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish, Trent, before I yell back at you. No, you're good. This is my last This is my last thing. I know I've said that six times. This is actually my last thing. LeBron, I am sorry. I still love you. Go get a ring in 2022. It's going to be a long, worthwhile wait. You're still the greatest to ever. Do it. And if people want to hold a playoff series two decades in after two decades of dominance against you, they got their own demons to face. And that is all. I, that, is, that is all. Thank you for the floor. I appreciate it a lot. That is my expose on the Lakers. If you guys want to spend any time on it, we can. Otherwise, we can roll into Detroit sports, much more pleasant things. But Collins has his hand up, so go for it. Well, what's the problem? I think the whole, like, storyline is it's just, like, LeBron is not the guy he was in, like, 2017, which is reasonable. He's a 35-year-old dude. What are you – what is that? Because he was playing the best caliber basketball of, like, all time, Ravs. Just because he's not like that anymore, people are going to get on him. I like no, no, that's Colin. Not that's a, that, I'm not getting on LeBron. No, like, Colin. Just saying, hey, he's not that dude anymore. He's not the dude who put up like 50 in Golden State, like 50. 10. What did he put up in Game One where Jr. shot yeah. himself in the foot? 51 and nine, I think. It was like he was in. He's not at that point anymore, which is fine. He's still a top 10 player in the league, but when he has no help around him. And he doesn't have that, like, the physical – and I think you're right, Trent. He was banged up. Like, they just weren't going to win. They, and and it, I, I don't think it's crazy to say, or being a LeBron hater, he's just not the same player he was two to three years ago. And it doesn't help that he's banged up. First of all, about the Frank Ford, Montrezl Harrell sucks. Can't play any defense. That's why he didn't play. Well, Andre he- Drummond shouldn't even be – I the fact that the Detroit Pistons – 
gave him a match contract after watching him for more than one season is insane to me. And I loved that the national media actually got to watch him. You're like, oh, he provides nothing that matters. Nothing. Oh, he rebounds? Cool. No who else rebounds? Like my my like <laughs> my brother could rebound in the NBA. My sits five brother, you just put him out there and they bots out from he might be able to grab eight boards in today's NBA. No one cares about rebound anymore. There's nothing offensively to them. And if you're gonna play 80 at the four, I can't think of a worse person to play the five than Andre Drummond. And you'll be like, oh, but LeBron pick and roll stuff. He still clogs the lane. He stinks. The fact that Marcus Saul wasn't playing before Andre Drummond after game one when you saw it was stupid. And then, like, the biggest problem was, like, this team is top-heavy. It's LeBron and AD. Yeah. That's just how it is. It's not like a, it's not going to be, like, a cohesive effort where this team's staff and you're paying both those guys so much money. You're going to need to hit on some draft picks. And when AD's hurt, they're just not going to win. And it was well, this is what I, this, It's not this, like a, this, That's a great point, Collinson. I, I agree with you. That's why I'm saying – it, it, to, to me, it's more about what the Lakers haven't done because, like, maybe last year in the bubble, yeah, they made, maybe, I, they made some weird moves this offseason that didn't. Dude, pan they out. just get LeBron some shooters, not not Wesley Matthews and Dennis Schroeder. Like those guys, was, Schroeder had zero in Game Five. Like I, can't I know, deal but what's with that. Schroeder? I I think you like this team was banged up all year. You're really thinking about your two best players missed like what a half a year, basically. Yeah, two best players. That, that's exactly. Schroeder was really good in the beginning of the year. This team, when you saw them in the first 20 games, you're like, wow, this team like they might be better than the team that won the championship. And then they had a bunch of injuries and got weird and stuff. But yeah, I, I it's just like I, I don't know what people expect out of Kuzma when he's playing like on a team with like. Say we want LeBron, he's the best player of this generation. But, like, if you're a gun player, you're usually not playing good with LeBron unless your name's like Kyrie. You know what I mean? Like, it just – and never – he doesn't really play well with those younger guys at this point of his career. So, I I don't know. Everyone's like, oh, Kuzma's trash. I'm like, they're not doing him any favors. Yeah. Like, like, who do you expect Kuzma to do? He was a guy who got numbers on a bad team. I don't know. This is a really weird – discussion for a Motown rundown thing. Yeah. But like well, we, we can move I, on. I don't think it's crazy to be like, okay, the two top heavy players for the Lakers didn't produce this week. And that's a very good Phoenix Suns team. They lost. And it's like LeBron might be banged up or he I'm not saying he's over the hill, but he might just be moving into a different stage of his career where he's not the singular most dominant athlete on the world. Like he just might not yeah. be that guy anymore. And I Which think that's, it, that's fair to say that that it's not you're right and i'd actually agree with you but what i'm saying is i, I just this team I, i'm as far as the x's and o's of basketball go collins like that was perfect analysis and i actually agree with everything you said i'm just talking about more like the narrative of lebron getting older and this is literally well, yeah, this is literally the story of his entire career like people forget like even though lebron Le- lebron and the heat won in 2013 but people forget that, like, in Game 7, Chris Bosh, who's now a Hall of Famer, zero points. Ray Allen in Game 7, zero points. Like, these guys that, like, people remember as, like, iconic LeBron teammates, doesn't always work out, man. And sometimes LeBron has to come save the day. And now that he's a little bit older, Collins, you're exactly right. It can't always happen. And the last thing I want to say is this. This team was a seven seed for a reason. Like, I know they were the three seed before yeah. they got hurt. But then it was, like, 
they they dropped from two to seven because guys like Caruso and Wes Matthews and KCP and Andre Drummond were incapable of winning games without those two guys. And 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 after Is they win, third best player on the team. I'm not I'm not even kidding. Being serious. I don't know. I mean, probably. Him. I don't even understand their roster. It I think it was it was Schroeder on paper, but he just sucked ass this series, man. And and he's trying to get a contract. I wish him the best. You know, I, I actually don't. I don't wish him the best. He does not deserve to be <laughs> a backup point guard on a good team anymore. Like he he blows, man. Go go collect the paycheck. Well, what's like it called? Sacramento no, or some shit. Get out of here. The thing about it was like linking this back to Detroit as we probably we're gonna move into detroit sports now yeah. is we were all pissed off because we're like fuck we want derrick rose to go to lakers like there's that there's the package for the pistons that get good value out of derrick rose i guess i, I think the lakers would have rather had rose a guy yeah. who could actually fill it up did, did you see how guy, rose I mean, played for the next? way better defensively than roses but like still i mean i feel like in a series like this especially with lebron and 80 dinged up you know I think Rose would have been the better package at this point, which kind of sucks for the Pistons because we got a second rounder and he was the best player on a playoff team, basically, for the New York Mavs. Yeah, he what was. Rabs, back to you. Let's go, Rabs. Well, I did have I did have one thing to add on the matter. Let's I'm go. just upset that the that the Lakers made me look bad because I had the Lakers to win the whole thing. Well, you so I, once eighty went down, all that stuff doesn't really care. Well, it matter. I you'll you'll never hear me blame LeBron. Like this was not LeBron's fault. I think that well, like, he was, I actually he, think the Lakers he sucked stayed. last night. There's no secret about that. He was not great last night. Other than that, I don't put any of the blame on him. I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you and tell you that I have watched a second of playoff basketball Jesus. this year. I mean, like I'll wait until the finals, but I can tell you right now, like here in the it, I haven't watched Lakers a second, sucked. but it wasn't LeBron's fault that they were down twenty five after the first quarter. Yeah. I actually want him out of I want him out of LA. I, I do not. too. I do too, Rabs. I would Wait, love his, that. His, How many there's, years no way his, there's no way his contract is up. No, he's got right? two more years, I think. Two more. Yeah, he's so, one that way. I mean, well, I don't know. I'm just I'm upset. So now before we move on to Detroit sports, I gotta find a new team. The oh, box. What's it called? The box. What do I bandwagon? I'll tell you right now, there is I think I said this last week. There is no human on the planet that wants the Nets to lose. More than I do. Why do you? Well, I don't get this. I you guys don't have to explain to me. I think it's more of a if you're a big LeBron guy, you have this a like, huge hatred for the Nets. I want the Bucks to beat the Nets. No secret, because I love Giannis. No cap. Giannis is like one of my favorite players in the league. Say no cap. But, like I, I've also been a KD apologist forever because like KD was like my favorite player in the league before he went to the Warriors, and then kind of like ruined that. But like I. You need to explain to me why everyone hates Brooklyn. I re- like, is to it me just it's very Kyrie? Simple. No, 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 no. To me, it's very simple. It's because <laughs> you got three of the most abrasive superstars in the history of the game. Like, seriously, it's like Kyrie is yeah, very polarizing. I, I, James I like- Harden is just annoying because he goes to strip clubs and doesn't play defense. And then Kevin Durant is the I like softest that, though. That's funny. superstar. Kevin Durant is the softest superstar in the history of American sports. Like, tell me someone who's like, softer and like talks to fans on twitter like you're just you're a loser eric ebron yeah, okay that's actually good eric, ebron, eric ebron's your 1a 1b with kevin durant yeah well kevin durant's also like the uh top 15 player of all time so yeah <laughs> hey colin did i ever I'll tell you no go no ahead. go ahead Rabs. my bad 
Well, I'll tell you why I hate the I hate the Nets. I I tell this story all the time. Back when I was a kid, I don't know if you guys remember, you're a little bit younger than me. I used to watch Piston games where the final score would be 82 to 76. Yeah, Jason Kidd, Kenya Martin, Richard Jefferson. That that those Nets teams with Lawrence Frank were good. Those are the games that I used to watch as a kid. So now I sit here and watch these games that end 144 to 112 and the team's down by 50 points at half and everyone gets to turn it off. The Brooklyn Nets embody everything that I think is wrong with the NBA these days. I hate the way they play. I don't, Bill Simmons is a legend. I appreciate that. I hate (laughs) the way they play. I hate the players on their team. I think it's just so gimmicky that they roll out. They got Babs is like, no, what? It was good that water bottle got thrown at him. No, 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 <laughs> no. I think anyone, anyone that loses their top like that and tries to interact with players by throwing things at them should never be allowed to watch a sporting event live ever again. But to my point, oh, yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah, these players on this team. I James Harden, I can't stand. I think he's they these between James Harden and Kyrie Irving. I don't know how anyone enjoys playing for this team. Like anyone other like else in the Brooklyn Nets, they're they're two of the worst teammates you could have. They they, everyone likes them. What are you talking? How is he a bad teammate? Who, James Harden? Because no, he doesn't, I, he, he doesn't play defense. He takes Houston, a thousand shots Houston, a game. Like this year in Houston. And he was super demanding, but like playing with James Harden on the floor, he's one of the best passers in the league. Whatever. Chris Paul hated I, him. I can't, I cannot stand. Everyone James hates Harden. Chris Paul too, Trent. No, I love Chris Paul. I want Chris Paul to win a ring. That's fair. It's not That's a, fair. I think Blake Griffin likes Chris Paul. No. Who knows? No. That was a, a sticky sitch. My point is Kevin Durant is the biggest crybaby in professional sports hit how yeah why don't you I go know. put some shots up why don't you go put some shots up as opposed to making six different he's accounts a bum. to art to argue with people i know i know he's so obviously Collins, one of Collins, the best that's players the ever. point that's the point that should be beneath you if you're kevin durant like you don't yeah, it's see. such a joke yeah i don't know like, like my little brother LeBron like arguing with people so on LeBron does the whole i'm gonna walk off the bench for five minutes and do all the he super gets treatment he's and hurt do, and, and do all the clutch stuff it's all calculated, but when KD does similar stuff, it's him Collins, being private. It's it's not in the same arena. Kevin Durant is scrolling on Twitter with he six has accounts, accounts with six <laughs> burner accounts yelling at little twelve-year-old boys. Like that's what Kevin Durant does. And and I'm not I'm not saying he's and a he bum. He puts up thirty like, and ten. Yes, he's, like, he's obviously not a bum. No one's saying he's I'm not, a bum. Saying, don't let Kevin. I don't under, I don't understand his argument. I fine. You don't like Kevin Durant. I'm. Yeah. I get, I get your point now. I don't. We don't need to go into a deep like KD thing. Can't stand KD. I think James Harden is a bum, and I. I that's and I the hate one I don't Kyrie get. Irving. I can get you not liking KD or Kyrie. James Harden, like whatever. Like, I hate Kyrie Irving. It's fine. I scumbag. I get that. I get that. He's, He's just a, a scumbag. And I hate I the act, the act of like, oh, I don't have to come to, I don't have to show up for work nine days in a row. You want to tell me Kyrie's a good teammate? The guy didn't come to, he didn't show yeah, up for like half him. the season. That's like the thing. Yeah, and you it, tell it, me he's not a good teammate, but they all like him, Rabs. Rabs, Rabs. He, he doesn't I show up for nine it. days, and it's conveniently the nine days, like his birthdays in that stretch. He just doesn't show yeah. up. Oh, I'm taking time for my family, dude. Give me a break. Wait, I played Rabs, that before. card before. 
Bottom line. We're going really long on not talking about Detroit stuff, but uh, bottom line, I hate the Nets. <laughs> I hope they lose in three. And I think that I want the Suns. That's what my team is the Suns. Okay. Thank I think you. I would I want I want the Bucks or the Sixers because I love Embiid. But um um I Rabs, you said this in the chat. The Mark Shifley hit, you just had suspended four games. If anyone yes. can see it. Did you? I don't even think we discussed it in the chat. You were saying that was like one of the biggest hit, the biggest hit you've ever saw. Well, okay. First of all, you don't all, have to argue that. But what's it called? Clean or dirty? I I don't understand why he's suspended four games. Okay, so Collins, I appreciate you bringing this up because I know we just spent a lot of. Thank you very much for bringing this up. I want to talk about it for a bit. So, if you if you're not a hockey person. I get it. I mean, I don't get it, but I get it. I would implore you because that's like the one thing about hockey too. It's just kind of human nature. You like seeing people like get like decapitated metaphorically on, you know, everyone likes watching those videos of big NFL hits and big NHL hits and all that stuff. You know what I mean? This hit Mark Shifley at the end of the game on Jake Evans is probably the biggest hit I've ever seen in 23 years of watching and playing hockey. Now, as Colin said, there is some controversy as to if the hit was clean or dirty. I'm going to try to paint the picture for everyone as far as how this hit goes down. Well, I think it, everyone's seen it. You're okay, so then I won't, I, won't pick, I won't paint the picture then. Go watch the clip. I don't have time to paint the picture. Go, yeah. go watch the clip. My thought process is this. Jake Evans, obviously with an empty net, somehow beats everyone on Winnipeg down the ice to go get this puck. He beats the icing. Great, right? He picks the puck up. Now, some people are saying that when you pick the puck up in the far corner, why don't you just turn back and wait for your teammates to enter the zone? Why don't you just eat it in the corner and kill time? I don't need to hear any of that. He's carrying the puck with his momentum to wrap around the net, and he's going to put it in and seal a game. Totally get it. Now, the reason why I say it, this was probably the hardest hit I've ever seen is, become, is because Mark Scheifele comes flying in from out of nowhere and runs Jake Evans over to the point where this guy almost does a backflip. He gets hit so hard. So as far as the hit being clean or dirty, number one, a lot of people are like, you got to play with your head up. I get that to an extent. If I'm Jake Evans and I'm picking that puck up around the back of the net, not once did he pick his head up and see where he was getting pressure. And but look, like you're going for a wraparound. That's it. He knows exactly what he's doing. I'm tucking this puck in. If I get hit, I get hit. It is what it is. But the point here about this being clean or dirty, number one, no one can say that this was a late hit because it was not. The puck was going in. The, I think the puck left his stick and was traveling into the net as Shifley hit him. So it's not a late hit. Number two, Shifley did not leave his feet prior to contact. You can't sell me on that either. Now, when you hit someone flying from the other end of the ice, your body does naturally come up off the air. I get that. So anyone that says like, oh, well, look at the freeze frame. His feet are off the ice. You're an idiot. His feet were on the ice when he made the hit. Number three, the principal point of contact from all the angles I've seen were right through his chest. I think the check itself was a textbook hockey check. Now, where I think this is a dirty play And I don't necessarily, number one, I've said number one a thousand times. Here's a separate number. This is one C. One C is that when you look at the rule of charging and they gave Mark Shifley a five minute major and a 10 minute misconduct for charging, which I think in my honest to God, I think is the right call because I think of how brutal the hit was, where he came from and the result being in an injury. 
charging all these hockey people on Twitter keep bringing up this point of he didn't take three steps because I, I don't know if the rule changed, but at least when I was playing, you always used to hear you can't take more than three steps to go check a guy. Now, the way that the rule is written again, I have no idea if it's changed or not, but the way the rule is written is it's all about distance traveled in the distance that Mark Shifley traveled to make that hit. I don't know where he was in the zone at the time when the puck scored it out, but he at least ran half the length of the ice. And yes, he, he coasted in, he coasted into the hit starting at like between the hash marks and top of the circle, but it doesn't matter. He ran all that way to make that hit. And when you watch the freeze frame of Jake Evans, putting that puck in the net, Mark Scheifele had zero interest and playing the puck. And I totally get the sentiment of all you're trying to do is, is, is eliminate the man, right? Whether you go through his stick, I don't know what people expected. Like Shifley was going to skate all the way to the post and put the brakes on and lift his stick. And I get, I get the reason why the hit was made, but in that situation, when there's less than a minute left, I get, you're trying to save the game, but that is way too far to travel to make that hit immediately. I, I, it was just, it was a scary. So you like the four game suspension? I don't, I think the four game suspension was ridiculous. I that's think, what, for, okay, that's, that's like the point. I, I think it's crazy to me that the fact that the, I think, was it Gallagher, whoever it was for the Canadians, that basically was like, well, they're basically like, yeah, Shapley goes on the ice from the shoot him with an AK 47. That's what well, they made it seem in the presser. They're so, like, yeah, we, we, we're going to have anthrax. In his stick, like in his stick tape, if he sees the ice, I think it was uh, NHL. It's like, okay, we need to suspend this guy. That's why they suspended him. Well, I so I guess back to the hit for a second, and then I'll address that. It, it's just one of those things where it was a bang bang play to the point where like Shifley was not going to pull up. It was just a matter of circumstance. If he's trying to back check, he's trying to fuck him up. They were do- about to lose the game. He's trying to send a message. Okay, that's well, happened. that's a the, the point that you just made is where I think people are on the fence because I look at that and go, he's trying, he's trying to back check and get back in the play. That's very obvious, but. The point know. that you just said about he, you know, he's trying to lay him out. That's I what I was, agree yeah. with. I think that he he came down the ice and when he saw Jake Evans turn up around the net, he was like, I'm running through this guy and ruining his night. Just to, yeah. whether he's it's saying, to I'm going to send a message. message. This is game one. Set the tone for game two. That's right. literally. And it, it factually was a charge. So it's back to your point. Do I think that four games was appropriate? Absolutely not. He is not a repeat offender. I know it looked horrible and it, it was a heavy, heavy hit as Paul Maurice said, which is coach speak for a violent hit. And I feel terrible because Jake Evans has had a history of concussion problems. So I feel terrible on that point. And I, it sounds like he's doing okay. And he didn't spend the night in the hospital, which is great. But the only thing that was dirty about that by the rules was the distance traveled. So based on the rules, it was a charge. Yes. I think a game to max would have been fine because of how violent it was. And it was completely unnecessary to unload on the hit like he did. But to your point, Collins, uh, Joel Edmondson was the one that was like, the league's going to take care of it. And that's what everyone says now, because you don't want to shoot your mouth off and get in trouble with the league and get fined. Everyone says the league will handle it. I don't want to comment. But Joel Edmondson made the comment. He said it was a dirty hit, which 
again, was it dirty in my, yeah, unnecessary. I think it was a dirty play. It was a charge. It was unnecessary. You don't run a guy like that at that point in the game, but the hit was made. And then Joel Edmondson makes the comment of if he comes back in this series, which they, he might not, if, if Montreal takes these next three games in a row, you're not going to see Mike Mark Shifley back in this lineup, which sucks for Winnipeg because he is their best player. But then Joel Edmondson makes the comment of we're going to make his life miserable when he comes back. And I get that. That's, that's the code. Like that's, yeah, no, I get that, but that's why they suspended him. There's no reason why they didn't suspend him because they're like, okay, we don't want this to be a shit show for four. Well, days. they, they, the NHL had to, like, they had to give yeah, him, but at give least him like a game. A game. Yeah. I, like I, I said, yeah, a, a game or two would have been fine. Forward. A game or two. The only thing he, vi- again, distance traveled. They, cl- the, the, the contact and the principal point of contact, it was all clean to me. It was just an unnecessary hit. It was a heavy hit on a player that was relatively defenseless. I don't care if it's heads up or not. You, you ran a guy from the other end of the ice. And when you, when you, again, you see that freeze frame of Evans putting the puck in, Shifley ain't looking at the puck. He's eliminating the man. And maybe in the back of his mind, he's like, if I hit this guy hard enough, he won't be able to, to squirt the puck in. But he did. And at that point, you can't really stop. So I don't know. If he was, if he was suspended for two games, four games, five games, the moment that Mark Shifley is back on the ice, I don't care how much time has passed. I don't care if, Mark Shifley gets suspended to the point where they're only seeing each other in a game seven. He's going to get his ass beat. It just is what it is. Like that's just it's hockey. And I would like to think that they're not going to, it won't be a cheap shot. It won't be a knee. It won't be a hit from behind. As soon as he gets on the ice, I don't, whoever Montreal wants to send out to square up with them. That's it is what it is. And he might, he might have to fight two, three times that night. Shifley, especially if Evans is really, I don't think Evans will, I'd be shocked if he returned this series based on, his his previous uh history with concussions but whatever that's our nhl talk that was it was just when i saw that hit i was sitting in my living room by myself watching this game and i watched the hit live and i stood up and i went oh my god i i it was like the most violent thing because that's what they're trying to get out of the game right that those open ice hits they're trying to remove those from the game because they're dangerous and i get it but it is hockey. It is a high collision sport. It's 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 the fastest sport in the world, maybe besides like uh, Formula One racing. Who knows? I don't know. I need some saber metrics on that. But it's just the game, man. And it's tough to see a guy get hurt like that. And it's scary because you know I've been on the ice where I've seen guys be in trouble like that before, and they bring the stretcher out, and it looked like he was. I, I thought he was like dead. I, he didn't move like for a very long time. So glad to hear he's okay. But yeah. What NHL playoffs, man? Oh my god, we got Vegas and Colorado tonight. Oh my god, these well, guys. I mean, Colorado is a like a legit juggernaut. I feel I have Vegas to win the cup. This is, in my opinion, the best series that you're going to get to see all playoffs. Probably, I mean, I guess aside from the Stanley Cup final, but Vegas actually held their own after the first game. I was texting my buddy who we we joined a bracket pool together, and we we had Vegas to win the cup, as I said. And I was like, dude, we just made the wrong pick. This is this is us picking Illinois to win the tournament all over again. Like we just clearly yeah, picked just, the team that you, wasn't the best. You saw like Kofi Coburn in the pick and roll one time. You're like, oh, we're in trouble. Yeah, yeah, and were exactly. Like, oh, Brandon Norris is torching us right yeah. now. Yeah. So the first game was brutal, but Vegas actually, I think Vegas dominated the second and third period of that second Colorado game, but. You know, Colorado, that offense, man, you get a you get a kind of a crappy slashing call to go on the PK in overtime and they bury because they have probably the best offensive uh, group in the in the game right now. So 
A lot of good hockey left. A lot of good basketball left too. Go Suns! But yes, let's get to uh, let's get to some Detroit sports. Um, not much today. Um, we'll we'll briefly talk about the Wings. Um, we'll talk about some Dan Campbell stuff and these rumors swirling about the Lions signing Todd Gurley. But first, uh, with the Tigers, Collins, you have uh, would you call it a hot take? Uh, sort of. I. Dang it. So what's it called? Probably about three weeks ago, it was like full steam, like Avila's a bum. He hasn't done a great job, and he hasn't. He has not done a good job as the Tigers GM, and it's like, where are we in this rebuild? We're five years there. Are we even close? And my thing is, yes, five years should be long enough for your team to be competitive, and the Tigers generally are not there yet. They have no hitting. They just, like, factually don't. But, like – and then, like, and I think people the last, like, three weeks ago, I think people were, like, in two years, is this team even going to be good? I, honestly, the developments of the last three weeks with Casey Mize coming into his own, he pitched another great start last night against the Chicago White Sox. Gave up three hits, basically three runs, all homers. They basically gave up, had three bad pitches all left of the yard. That was all he did yesterday, and it's a really good lineup in the Chicago White Sox. And then Scoobles kind of came along. Um, Turnbulls looked really nice. Um, Fulmer in the pen. Cisnero hasn't been that bad. Um, you've seen Willie Castro improve a little bit. But, like, the guys in the organization, like a Derek Hills, had a nice month for the Mud Hens. He just got called up. You've seen Torkelson kind of turn around. He hits a 440-foot home run last night. Daimler, the, the catcher they took out of Ohio State, looks like a stud. And I know they're playing in high A ball, and this is like, you don't want me to go crazy. Riley Green's had a nice year. It looks like he could be a really good two-way player defensively and offensively. Like, is the Tigers' rebuild like that in bad shape? I don't think it is. I truly don't think it is. I don't, I don't could, think it is could, either. It's more just like – No, 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 no. And I think people are right in the fact that saying, you can want Avila's job, but you could yeah. also say, like, this team's probably going to be really good in the next two years. No, I think I think we've reached that point, Collins. Like, I agree with you. I think it's more – I don't think anyone it. says it. They're like, oh, well, if this guy maybe hits. That's because like, – I think they have the dudes coming. It's only because it took six years to get to this point. I think that's why people are just fed up. Like, I agree with no, you. No, I think they the, should be. And it's yeah. the trades and the free agent moves and yes. not so willing to spend it. Yeah. Like, I think people need to also admit that this team probably in a year or two, if God forbidding no major injuries happen, is probably going to be set up pretty well because the Miguel Cabrera contract is going to come off after next year. And – if they're in the perfect position, then you probably got Torkelson coming up the year after. Probably got Dingler coming up. You probably got Green already up there. And, and I don't know what you do in free agency with all the money you're going to have. Like, I don't think that's crazy. I know they're going to have to pay Mize because I, I don't know what his term length was because he got up to the big leagues so quickly. But, um, yeah, you're going to have to pay Mize. But other than that, like, you have to pay Candy. I don't think that's going to be a huge deal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, they're going to have a ton of money, and they're going to have a pretty good young crop of players. I just – I don't think people are talking enough. Like, yeah, the last five years have sucked balls. But, like, put it in perspective for the next two years, and I know it sucks that we still have to wait because we shouldn't. But I really think this organization as at a whole, like, their timeline is set up very well. 
I don't disagree at all. And I actually think that, like, seeing the way this team has played counts. Was it three weeks ago that you said you think they'll play 500 ball the rest of the way? Yes. Yeah, and, and I they pretty much been doing they played. That. They were game over in August. Not yeah. August. What was the day? Was that August? It was, it was May. May? I don't know what the fuck. Dude, what, what month? What, what month do you think it is? I don't know. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, oh my god! I, I agree. I don't have a ton to add, but like, was that August? <laughs> despite despite the fact that oh this team can't hit, they, like they was still they'll August? have anomaly games. No, they have, they have no bats, no consistent yeah. bats other than Candy. Yeah, but they'll still win like ten seven. Or Robbie Grossman will walk it off sometimes. And it's Grossman's just, been really good. He really has he been. He has. My point is just that like the the team, if they didn't go through that awful stretch where they score like nine runs in 12 games like they're they're not hor- they're they're a 500 team like they're they're this over pitching under. Set, this starting pitching staff is good it yes. just is yes. and boy does regress but it's good it's still good staff yep agree i don't have anything major to add yeah. but- i just i i just think people like you can't like i agree avila shouldn't be the guy making decisions as this team in the next two years have opportunities that like, Hey, maybe we dole out a bunch of money to go get like one of these shortstops like Trevor story or Corey Seager. I get that. But at the same time, you can be like, I kind of like the way this sets up for the next couple of years for this team. Long-term, long-term, short-term, it still sucks because on a day-to-day basis, you're like, do we have anyone who can hit the ball out of the infield? Like, I, I mean, or get the ball in play. I get that. So I don't know. I mean, so <laughs> in answering in answering your question, I think that I need to take a step back, and I, I I'm not going to I'm not going to bring in the residual angst I have for all the coulda shoulda wouldas as far as the re- return that we didn't get in trades or the guys like Frankie Perez who are supposed to be something who's been nothing because he's been hurt. So I'm going to try my best to move past that. And if you want to have the conversation about what this team looks like as far as the roster that's playing Major League Baseball right now and the guys that you mentioned that are playing Minor League Baseball that you would think and expect and you should see in the next few years, to be completely honest with you, I really just don't see it. And and the reason why I say that is because look at a guy like Willie Castro who got his first real crack last year and played, you know, tremendously at the plate. And now he's batting what? 217. So a, home run a guy like that, I, I bring a guy like that up because when you eventually see Riley green and Spencer Torkelson and Dingler or Dinkler or whatever, or, and when Daz Cameron comes up, you, I don't expect those guys from based on what I've seen from the guys that were in their position when they first got their crack, I, I just don't see a, a scenario where like Riley Green comes up and he's batting 300 and so is Torkelson and so is Dingler and all. Well, I, I, I get just, that. Rabs, I have but... no reason to believe that. And, and But looking at the rest of the roster, I, I, I'll go through like their roster. Scope's not a part of the future. He won't be here beyond this year. Robbie Grossman, I think, has to be here for another year or two. I, I can't. I, 
I have no interest watching him play. Wilson Ramos won't be here. Miggy's like Miggy is this version of Miggy, and it's what you got for the rest of his career. Nico Goodrum is embarrassing to watch in the field. Like Eric Haas, Jacoby Jones, but they don't have anyone on this roster that like means anything to me besides Jamer and besides well, like maybe yes, Hudu, who's batting two forty one. I think the point you, Collins is making is the pitching staff is great, and then the fact that you do have a couple young guys like finally that and like they have, have money something yeah and then they're they gonna really have really do have so, money like I, of, go ahead no 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 don't, no i cut you off tv go well you're, you're good i was just gonna say in terms of like the product on the field this year rabs i completely agree with you i think colin's point is more just like going forward i think, I think that people are so snaping by the fact that justin verlander is like the only homegrown guy i mean and cassianos to a way lesser extent that has kind of panned out that everyone is so shell-shocked to believe that this farm system that is ranked top five won't actually pan out. Like, I really – like, maybe some of these high-class guys don't pan out. Guess what? Daz Cameron is raking in AAA right now. And I – know what I mean? Like, they, there's other guys. I just think – I think people are so shell-shocked to the David Dabrowski era and stuff like that where it's like – and, I mean, factually, the Tigers have not had great development in their minor league system. They just haven't. They're not historically great doing that, it's, which is fair. But, like, I think it's too overdone at this point that people are to the point where it's like Torkelson's a boss, this guy's a boss. I think they're going to be fine. I really do. I just I, – I think these some of these guys are going to hit. And I, I I don't think that's a hot take. No, I, just think, no. I think people need to be more optimistic about the future because – I mean. It, like people like Torkelson was batting like 150 after two weeks, and people were like, This guy's a bum. Get him out of here. Like, what we wasted number one pick on him. People were already giving up on Mize after I think like 20 starts because he couldn't find his fastball location. Now he looks like one of the best young pitchers in baseball. I'm just saying, I, I like, and you're right, Rabs. This lineup, there's a lot of guys who are like, No, thank you. On the roster right now, the only guys I'm willing to like protect right now are Candy. I would still lump in Willie Castro because I still think there's sure. some. Willie Castro, I think there's something still there with the bat. Like last night he makes an error and then he hits a home run on the first pitch of the next inning. That was fucking awesome. And he was so pissed at himself. He didn't even look at the home run. Like that was awesome. I love that. But do, I mean, he couldn't hit for a month, but other than that, he's been pretty solid. And then I'm trying to think who else, like Candy Badu, Haas, I, I like Haas going forward. I've seen a lot from him at the plate. Say what you want about Jake Rogers. I like the way he catches the game. I really do. And I think Dingler, if he's going to be your guy of the future, you could still roll Jake Rogers defensively because I would rather see myself catch than Wilson Ramos catch with his oven mitt on basically behind the plate. So I don't know. I get what you're saying, but I just, I think there's a lot of just like, it's not a doom and gloom. And I know I'm usually like this with the Lions because it like, and, and this is a fair point. It's never really happened in a lot the Tigers organization. It's up really like JV. I just, I think like there's going to be a scenario in two years where it's like, wow, the Tigers have all this talent. Like, like I, I really think that could happen. Dude, I, I sure hope so. And the reason why I do is because if, if they, and you talk about having money and obviously the Tigers do. Low, but the reason why that you, and to a certain extent, Collins, as far as like the lifetime, like our lifetime of guys, of, of Tigers teams that have been good, 
as you said, like the only guy that comes to mind is like JV of guys that were like we drafted and like was in the system and worked his way up. Like, like he's obviously the most notable guy and he's a great guy to, to, to hang your hat on. But all these teams that have been good for the Tigers are guys that you've pulled from free agency and from trades. And I, and, and it, this rebuild, the whole point of this was to try to build from the inside out, acquire, acquire young players, develop them, draft well with your high draft picks because you stink. And you, and as I just met, you just mentioned Jamer Condelario and Willie Castro, two guys that aren't Tigers guys. They came over and trade, which I don't really care about that much. But if those are the only two guys that you want to protect from a from a, a batting lineup, that's I get what you're saying because Riley Green and Daz Cameron and Spencer Torkelson and Dingler are are three or four guys that are more exciting to me than Dawell Lugo and Sergio Alcantara and Travis Demerit. I'm excited to see these guys. My point being is that I'm not giving up on anyone because these guys are playing like single A, double A ball. That's just stupid. But you got to fill all these holes in the roster. And it's like we we're it's like we're starting over again. Once these guys come up, well, Torkelson's young. He's got to get his at bats. Green's only been up here for a couple months. He's got to get his at bats. So it's like we're just going in this in this revolt, this circle of but this vicious cycle of, well, we got these young prospects that we got from trades and let's roll the balls out and all oh, wait, God, these guys actually suck. And let's pull in all these stopgap guys that I got to watch, but Hey, we got guys in the future coming up. So when Riley green and Daz Cameron comes up and after six months, Daz Cameron's batting 178, and we're right back here again. So optimistic. No, well, but I get, okay, we've actually seen some like progressions finally in the rebuild. Like I think people are acting like Mize and Scooble not being, like, Mize and Struble look good. They do. Like, Struble's had a setback, but, like, Mize looks like he has, like, figured it out. Like, this has, like, been five or six straight starts for Mize. Like, that's yep. a He's big hit. That's, that's an actual, like, semblance of the rebuild. It's not like – like, he is a cornerstone piece. It's not like a Jamer Candelario raps where you're right, where you, like, see Jamer hit 280 and you're like, He's hitting 280, but, like, no power, like – he could be a nice piece. He could be like the sixth or seventh best player on a winning team, but like, that's not going to get you anywhere. A guy like Casey Mize can get you somewhere. And I'm just saying, sure. I think people are being a little mom is the word or like optimistic just for the fact that they hate Al Avila so much to realize that there actually has been some progressions in this Tigers rebuild. Yeah. My, my final point on this is just that I think we can all debate over what percent of the blame is on Al Avila. And we've talked about that. A lot of it. There's no reason to talk about it. He 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 needs to lose his job. Like I, I agree with you, Collins, and I agree with you, Rabs. Like the product on the field right now is frustrating, but the future does look bright. Just sucks that it took six years to get to that point, and that's on your general manager, in my opinion. So there you go. That that's that's just kind of yep. where I see it going. Yep. I don't know. That's totally a, I, I think he should not have his job after this year. I truly believe that. I'm just yeah. saying, like, it doesn't erase the fact that I I, it's weird because I'm in the middle. Just I'm like I'm very optimistic about the future, but if Alavilo's here, I know they're not going to go out and actually make a play for a shortstop. So that's the thing. It's know. the free it's, agency more so than like the drafting and stuff. Because- well, what's it called? If they don't go out for a shortstop this year, you might as well fold up the franchise. You might as well because that is like literally a position in need, and all literally you have the money to do it. So I don't know. Go ahead, Rebs. Take this on yep. the nuts point. 
All right. Well, also great sweep against the Yankees. Love beating the Yankees. The Yankees are so up, bad. I, they were like throwing games that series. <laughs> well, good sweep nonetheless. Um, quick point here before we move into some Lions talk. I know we got to kind of wrap things up quickly. I, I Shout out to me for moving this the time of recording six different times yesterday, and now we're crunched against a 130 meeting I have. So here we go. We're rolling. Um Red Wings get the sixth overall pick. That NHL draft lottery was the other night. Probably one of the most boring and biggest wastes of time that I have experienced in recent memory. Just 30 minutes of every team getting the exact pick they were projected to get based on. Would have been nice last year, Rabs. Yep, except Anaheim moved back one and Seattle moved up to number two. Um, But, yeah, no kidding. Would have been nice last year to just – let teams pick where they finish. So Red Wings get the sixth overall pick. Steve Eisman made a good point. There's no sense in getting worked up over it. It's it's usually very rare to move up. You weren't moving up from six to one or two, I hate to tell you, but to not move back for the first time in like a decade feels very nice. So sixth pick it is. We will talk about prospects. We will talk about the expansion draft, all that stuff coming up. But um, there's a quick piece in the Lions we want to talk about. Dan Campbell's been getting some hate today in the media. Yeah. Trent, would you like to explain more? Well, okay. So I will I will just lay this out. I'll paint the picture as Rabs likes to say. Dan Campbell came to a press conference the other day wearing an IndyCar helmet because he's going to be the Grand Marshal at the Detroit Grand Prix. So he's involved in the community and he's fired up about it. Now I get it. Maybe you don't wear a helmet to the press conference. Maybe that's a little unprofessional. But the fact that I got to listen to Colin Cowherd and Joy Taylor ripped Dan Campbell for 10 minutes. Just, just that irks me because their biggest point is that you have to earn the right to be goofy. Shut the yeah, hell earn up. earn the right to wear a you're, helmet. You're yeah. basically saying that you need to prove yourself before this stuff can go under the radar. And like Cowherd, how about you give him a chance to win some games before you just automatically write him off? I know it's the Lions, but it's something different, dude. It's not the bullshit Patricia buttoned up, hat on backwards, won't shave his beard, pencil behind his ear, even though you factually can't write with pencil on a laminated game sheet, whatever. Yeah, sit up, please. My, my thing up, please. is just it makes me sick that they're trying to loop in Dan Campbell with Matt Patricia. Give him a chance. Like the fa- and, and I love that the Lions are getting like press, by the way. Any, any, any press is good press. But if you make an anti-Matt Patricia in a lab, it would be Dan Campbell. So just give him a chance. Like, stop. Stop. Well, the thing about it, every little thing. Like they want and he, he did not say he wants a – he was not serious when he said he wants a lion at the training facility. But the media yeah. – he was on fucking Pardon My Take. And if you know anything about that yeah, show – so dumb. It's the best sports show in America. If you know anything about that show – it's it's jokes, dude. And for the, the you you are, I got nothing. You're wasting time if you're talking about Dan Campbell with an IndyCar helmet on a national radio show. It just it it irks me so much. I'll make I'll make this quick, TV. But like your season ticket holder, and what's it called? She's like, I just want bet like the best thing for Lions fans. TB, I, I, what percentage of the season ticket holders like what Dan Campbell is saying with the lion behind the kicker and the, in the helmet on 
at the presser or the guy with the pencil and thinks he's a nuclear scientist and Matt yeah. Patricia. Like Dan Campbell is like basically, he might as well just hang out with Detroit Don in gridiron and have like yes. 10 Miller Whites. Because like, the thing is, the bottom line. Like, I just went better for Lions fans. Guess what? They're, like if we're going to suck, at least we're going to have fun. Like I don't get like, hey, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, that's about, and, that's my last point on Campbell is just that, like, it, it, dude, I think the general consensus is it does not matter if you just win. And I know they're not going to win this year. I'm talking about just, like, this, this, this realm. He got six years on his contract. So you just have to chill out a little bit here. Like, if it translates to wins, I don't care if he dyes his hair green and shows up to press conferences. Like, you that's, that's just my point. And the fact that people are so quick to criticize and jump on this guy just because he's having a little fun and he's trying to get involved in the community and embrace Detroit and have the fans actually maybe like him a little bit here and there, as opposed to Patricia telling reporters to sit up when he's 0-6-1 or whatever the hell we were two years ago. That's, that's it. And, and do we want to talk about Todd Gurley real quick before Rabs has to bounce for his meeting? We can. I, my, my last piece. Who cares? My- my two cents here of the, the Dan Campbell thing, Colin Coward is the biggest joke <laughs> that exists in sports media. He is such a loser. Let me I, don't tell even know who, I don't even know who Joy Taylor is. Colin Coward is such a bum. I hate that guy. I hate him. He's got like no one who likes Colin Coward. Really? I know a lot of people sneaky do. That's like the thing. I always say that too, Rabs. I'm like, who listens to them? But like, if Either, yeah, I like TV. I mean, me and Rabs are from Southeastern, like Metro Detroit. So like, Milani. TV, you don't have a lot of local radio up there, right? So like, people listen to Coward a lot. Yeah, I mean, we got the huge show. I love him, by the way. But that that's it. I mean, like, yeah, it's like whatever, other- dude. To 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 make to make the comment. Like, it's not like the guys out, like we, again, as you said, Trent, we just endured three to four years of a guy that would show up to a press conference and read off of like a pamphlet and tell reporters to yeah. sit up. And 150 like this, pounds Dan Campbell, yeah. Dan Campbell has, has brought more excitement to this franchise than anything that has happened on the field or off the field, anywhere near that Ford Field building in the last decade. So Colin, shut up yeah find a different angle dude no, like and, that's and must, just, have been, must have been a slow day to be talking about dan campbell's attire oh, sure. at a press conference that's what i'm saying it's it's ridiculous and if you if you watched the show which i know neither one of you guys did it's fine he he like the graphics packages switched over to the next topic and he talked about dan campbell for an extra like five minutes like he was unhinged about it like the i don't know i don't know we're wasting my breath at this point but that's all that's all Correct. Let's uh, yeah. Todd Gurley real quick. Um, obviously there's been some rumors swirling that he, it, it they're going to sign him. I mean, there's been rumors about they've, they've been talking, they're close to signing him. And then I think Dan Campbell made some comment of, even if we do sign Todd, it's not going to affect the the backfield or whatever. And, and, and I think Todd Gurley is way past his prime. I know he's been banged up in the past, but he does not have the juice that he once did. Um, I think it's funny after the Atlanta thing that happened last year that he uh, could be a lion, but whatever, man. I, I think Todd, Todd Gurley brings enough of a skill set that maybe they can use him in certain circumstances. But I, 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 I will not watch this team take carries away from DeAndre Swift to give the ball to Todd Gurley.
necessarily. I won't do it. Well, I, I don't so think that's the. I can think sign up. Great. All right, care. baby. Twenty-five carries for the girl man. They if, should look, still have carry on Johnson. If nothing else, he's so. a threat. And like we talk about, how Jared Goff is so good in play action and all this stuff. Like, and and this team, granted, it's probably more so in the wide receiver room. They lack skill players, so it's like if if you want to just throw Gurley back there and just see what happens. Like Swift is going to be the bell cow guy. Williams might be like your third down guy. I don't know. He's pretty good at pass pro, but it's, it's just, I don't, I don't see how you could, it's, it's a win-win situation. Like it's a can't lose situation. Anthony Lynn likes to spread the offense. Uh, yeah. I don't know. And, and like you say, Rabs, he probably won't even like stay healthy or be a major part of the team. But Seriously. Yeah, they, they cut John Atkins. So they freed up the roster spot and it sounds like it's going to happen. We're just kind of waiting on it now, but I don't have a strong opinion on it. Like I don't hate it. DeAndre Swift will be like the main guy. That's just, it's going to happen. So it's all good. Really, he's had a super weird NFL career. He literally went from being like the franchise in LA to being like, okay, you're done. Just like immediately. That's the, that's the modern mold for running backs, dude. It's bizarre. I know. It's crazy. Do we have a time for a quick trifecta, a four we, minute trifecta trend? We can, we can rip through some questions. Yes. If you'd like, but Could it be Trent Uno. Trent Uno. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, Trent's, Trent's Uno. I like that, Collins. Um, first, I mean, we already talked about this a little bit, but who are you rooting for to root? Who are you rooting for to win the NBA title now that LeBron has lost? Suns. Bucks, probably. Not Nets. Anyone with the Nets. Suns. Is Luka still in it? The Mavs still in it? Yes. They Utah the winning would be very funny. That would Suns. be funny, especially after D Wade bought him. No one would care. Everyone would forget about it. Who it cares? Who cares? Second who cares? question. In light of the Tigers sweeping the Yanks, who is your favorite MLB team to beat? Yankees or Red Sox. I used to I like the Red Sox. I my cousin was doing me shit for this over like the weekend when we went up north. He said, I think you mentioned fever pitch every like podcast. The best. I was like, I like the Red Sox after fever pitch. Sorry, I did. It's but I best. hate them now after like 2013. So Yankees, Red Sox, and then White Sox and Indians. Indians is my number one. Is that crazy? That's cool. Yeah. No, hey, what's the one, what's the, hate, what's your favorite team Sox. to beat? And Collins, Collins rattles off half the league. What? <laughs> Indians? Dude, the White Sox till this day are my least favorite team in the Central. I, Indians by far. I words. I I love beating the Indians. The team, I feel like the Tigers are so much better than the Indians when they were kind of like sort of competing for the division, and then the tables just flipped immediately, and the Indians were just crushing the Tigers. Like in my lifetime, the like the team that I hated the most was the White Sox. I just like the Paul Trenercos, Jermaine dies. Even now, like Moncada hitting that home run off of Mize yesterday, like basically in the dirt. I just like wanted to like throw my phone at the like the tv i don't know i hate the white Sox. that's fair that's fair i just mine is the i words as well i just wanted to i know, hate the whole central page. no secret i hate kansas city too next next question final next. question final question this is unreal yes. i forgot what it was oh no that's terrible it was good oh, it was God. a good question i forgot it i forgot it i'm so sorry oh no 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 favorite fox sports to excuse me favorite Bally sports detroit anchor I, I've said this about. many times. John Keating, go. Uh, um, um, uh, Ken Daniels is, is an is he an anchor? Ken no, Daniels? that doesn't count. He's like the play by play guy. Uh, best anchor. Uh, John um, Keating, baby. Detroit's dad. I love Grant Long. Simo. Pistons. Simo. Grant Long. Grant Long to the Pistons is the most random thing ever, but I love it. <laughs> 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 <It's so random. laughs> He's awesome. All right, that's He's all an I got. Eastern legend. Love that guy. 
All right, we're done here, folks. That's all for today's episode of the Motown Rundown for Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins. I am Ryan Rabinowitz. Submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show at Motown underscore Rundown on Twitter or on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Don't miss a single episode. We're on Apple Podcasts and we're on Spotify. Subscribe, download, do what you got to do. We appreciate it. New episodes every single week. We love you guys. We'll see you next time.